Are you looking to get your love life together? You're tired of not having the tools or community you need to navigate these dating and relationship streets. Well, honey, let's take some accountability, do our work, and be in the place to reap all the benefits. I invite you to become a Love Lady member and officially join the Match Mary Make community. You can choose your specific dating and relationship package to work with me. You'll have digital resources, video training, coaching content, course materials, and even the opportunity to live stream with me with certain packages. If that sounds like something you want, be sure to join today. I'd love to have you. Visit CoachJoyce.com. That's Coach Joyce, J-O-Y-I-C-E, to get started because I want to see your face in the place. Greetings. You're listening to the Match Mary May podcast where Black women learn how to get their love lives together. Here, I guide you on your dating and relationship journey, empower you with feminine presence, power, and charm, teach you how to navigate and negotiate your needs and desires with men. I'm your host, your girl, Joyce Robinson Myers, and welcome to another episode of Bugs. This week, we're talking about how to determine if a man is aligned with your core values. And if we have enough information to make the decision. Now, that's going to lead us into a conversation about character traits and finally ways to fairly challenge a man. But first, let's begin with the power of affirmation. We start every episode with an affirmation as a way to center self, Listen to the body and honor our spirit. Ask yourself, how are you today? What moods, feelings, and emotions come up? Use that energy to seek life, wholeness, and healing over yourself using the power of your own voice. Speak it into existence with an I or I am. I am clear. I am consistent. I have a strong character. Let's begin today's story. I'm sharing one talk with a woman who asked me how to assess if a man was aligned with one of her core values. She's looking for insight on if she's collected enough data about him and the situation to make a final decision. And at this time of our talk, she had just signed up to take the Match Me Mate course experience. And today, she's a current client of mine who's given me permission to share her name and story. Before we dive in, allow me to tell you three gems that are packed in this conversation that I'd like you to realize as you listen to today's show. Number one. I hope you hear the beauty in brain and heart dumps to help formulate inquiry and ideas around dating issues that naturally come up. So we'll hear Kira bring herself back to herself, as I like to say. Number two, I hope you witness the value in character training and development and how we can rid ourselves of our moral and character flaws and assess others properly and righteously. And number three, 
I hope you understand fair ways to challenge a man with potential or demonstrated inconsistencies or gaps in his delivery or orientation. I hope you leave this episode with what you needed to hear today from these three takeaways. Legal disclaimer here, the purpose of my work is to assist Black women in making changes in their lives and love lives through supported guidance and mentorship. I am not a licensed therapist, psychologist, doctor, or other healthcare professional. None of my work is clinical. I am a dating and relationship coach and mentor, and my work is educational and relational. Okay, did y'all tune into episode five, Love Bugs? That show covered a conversation with a client of mine and a man who she was no longer interested in. And so in today's story, it's sort of kind of similar, but it takes a different turn. So from the last episode, Danny had already identified that her and the guy were misaligned. And in today's episode, Kira is trying to decide if they are aligned or not. So tune in to hear Kira's concern and help her process through it with me. Again, I'm taking a conversational journey with her, and we will gain the beauty of hearing her arrive at a new discovery. So I have an update and two questions. So pretty much um, my concern is uh, I asked him about what's his vision for his future, and he's like, oh, I want to retire early, I want to own a restaurant. I'm like, okay, um, so how do you plan on achieving that? And he was like, oh, it's, it's just going to happen. I'm like, okay. Like, he's so just, like, really, like, just no structure either. And um, so then I asked, well, what were your goals three years ago, and how did you achieve them? And he said, he couldn't, well, he couldn't answer it. And I was like, I'm like, so you saying you didn't achieve anything in three years? He was like, well, I got my PhD. And I was like, okay. But that concerned me, too, and I'm like, I don't know, like, I mean, he's, he's successful, but it's like, I'm concerned. I can't be with someone who doesn't have, like, a blueprint for their future, especially if you want to, like, retire early, like, you need, like, because that's my goal, and I'm like, I know what I got to do daily, monthly, this by this year. I have a lot of structure for my future, like, for the goals that I want to accomplish, and so that worries me, and... But he's, he's great, so it's like, uh, I don't know if I have enough data. So I'll let you talk all of that out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because for women, sometimes we have to just talk things out in order to start, like, forming what it is that we want. So now, see if you can bring yourself back to yourself. What What are you asking me? Let's pause, love bugs. This is part of the process to give my clients talking space. I like to say it's the give it utterance round. Now, I understand as women that sometimes our thoughts and feelings are so busy in our being that it's hard to have clarity and coherence on our own. So I give room for my clients to talk out the unclear and incoherent so that they can process their emotions and realities on their own And I say on their own because they really do not need me to process. What they need is free and safe space. And I'm available to be the person who's providing it for them. But they can usually talk it out and hear themselves and feel their own emotions come out 
all by themselves. And so I allow for that space. What I do is I help them to repair or reconnect, respect, rebuild, and in some cases, regain consciousness to what has come out. And so I'm very careful to not do my clients' work for them, but to give them what they need to do to do the work for themselves. So you hear a lot of internal dialogue that Kira is sharing. And again, I allow for it because I know how busy her brain and heart is, and it needs to come out and clear space for her to receive her answer and decide on the best way that she wants to fulfill it. Now, this is the part of healing and transformative work that's not so easy to do alone, and that's why I'm here to help her. So I hope you can hear the difference between a client doing her own work, the individual work that she brings to this coaching table, if you will, And then the part where I begin to co-labor and co-work with my clients to to help them, or in this case, to help Kira. So there's a transaction here when you're ready to rebirth yourself, create a different story, transform yourself through healing and understanding. So the client has to occupy her domain while I stay in my lane, and then we switch places, so to speak, where I occupy my domain and she stays in her lane. It's, it's not quite switching places. We, we alternate it. Now, together, we share the road and we get her to where she needs to be. And this is why I love coaching so much. There's so much power and new insights when we give each other the space to explore while we stay in our own lane. So I'm not going to do her work for her by crossing into her lane. Neither does she like interrupt the coaching process. She allows me to, to coach her, to correct her, to teach her, to bring her back to herself. And it's a really beautiful transaction that I hope you are able to witness today. So now that Kira has it out, I ask her to bring herself back to herself and listen to how clear and coherent her inquiry becomes next. My core value legacy. And based on his responses, do I need to collect more data to ensure that he's going to fulfill, that we're, that we're in alignment when it comes to legacy? What do you currently have? Just that he couldn't give you goals. From three years ago, and what else? One, he said he doesn't have he doesn't have goals. He doesn't write goals down, so that was concerning. Um, yeah, that's it. It just seems like he doesn't he has no structure or a blueprint on how he's going to achieve his goals. And you believe that goals can only be at least intentionally accomplished by writing them down and and you know looking at them getting them done. Yep. Well, then I think then I think you have enough data, if that's your belief. Okay. Let's pause again, Lovebugs, to offer some insight into what's happening. Now, let's remember her question. Do I need to collect more data? 
And she situated this question in context of her core value of legacy and this man's lack of goals, or seemingly so. I can tell that she does not want to be premature or hasty, hence her question, but I can also sense that she may not be asking the right question or that she's holding on to something that she hasn't yet brought out to our sacred space. And again, my posture is to not do her work for her. So I ask her about her own beliefs because I cannot hold her accountable to something new yet. Neither can I hold her accountable for something that she doesn't quite realize exists. So I don't start with what I think her misstep may be. I could also be wrong. So it's worth a discovery for what I believe it to be to be confirmed and for me to not hold her accountable to something that she may not be aware of yet. So what I decide to do is to realign her to her own beliefs. And if there is nothing more, then that'll be easily accepted, right? She will recognize her own belief and accept that and we move on. But if there is more, it'll come up. And I want for that to happen, if so, because it's a process. And just as much as it's important for a woman to arrive at her own discovery, it's also just as important as how she arrives there. I want to make sure it's authentic, and that's why I'm asking her about her own beliefs. And I have to make sure that I'm patient so she feels safe enough to continue to explore herself while I challenge her. So let's return to Kira and take notice of how she self-corrects. I'm trying to be open-minded because I know maybe everybody not, maybe everyone, you know, they don't write down their goals. Okay, so good. Let's live there for a minute. So if everybody doesn't write down their goals, then now you're saying, well, maybe people do have other ways that they accomplish goals other than writing them down. So which one's true? Because when I first asked you, you was like, yeah, nah, if you ain't writing them down, they ain't getting done. <laughs> um, because I'm evolving, I'm going to go with the latter. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but the question... Well, the thought, you don't actually know. You're like, well, maybe people do that. So then what would be the question you would need to ask to get the data that you need to gain so you can make a better decision? Let's pause, lovebugs. See how she noticed her own judgment and inflexibility? Now, I never use those words, but I can tell that she caught it. Now, I love when these issues come to light in my work because it reveals at least two things that I love working with when it comes to others about our own humanity. And the first is humankind is flawed. We are full of our own gunk, and it's difficult to rightfully divide, as I like to say. It's difficult to rightly divide away from an issue or another person, especially by ourselves or on our own. So you hear some judgment and inflexibility come out with Kira, and that's perfectly normal. It says she's human. The second thing that comes to light is this idea of good character or good morals. Now, while we have our own internal moral compass, and it guides us, right, we, we hear it, 
we we know what those unctions and prompts are. It does not usually talk back to us outside of our own internal dialogue. And sometimes that's the conversation that you need to have to be shaped and molded. Like good character doesn't just happen. It is developed when you are teachable, aware, and willing with a teacher, a mentor, a guide, a coach, a mother, a therapist, whatever, who can see you and is committed to your development. So let's just sit in that for a second. Okay, we have this idea that humankind is flawed. We see two flaws come to surface in my conversation with Kira, and she noticed it immediately. But it took our discourse for it to come to light. She immediately heard the inflexibility. She immediately heard the judgment. And because she is teachable, she's aware, she's willing, and she has someone else outside of her. In this case, I am playing the role as her coach, her mentor, even her guide in a sense, right? And I am committed. I am committed to her development and I see her. So when those things are happening, again, there's this duality or this this two-way transaction, a lot of good things can happen. And so Kira and I have this rapport. And so because we do, I reframe her judgment and inflexibility back on her as a question. And I challenge her to deal with it and make a choice. Now, she instantly recognizes how weak those character traits are, and she self-corrects again and tells me she wants to explore the idea that maybe somebody has goals and can accomplish them in a way that's different from hers. Now, sidebar, this is not about this man or his goals. I do not invest too much time coaching my clients specifically about a man who they don't really know. This is about Kira realizing any inconsistencies and flaws that she may have and deciding what she wants to do about them. Then, with that new clarity and decision, it's about how she wants to apply that to her dating life and how she assesses men, hopefully, more quickly, more easily, and more wisely. Now, I did not do a great job phrasing my question to her, so we got stuck there for a second. I needed to clean that up, and then Kira started brewing her own magic. Take a listen. Start with what you said. You said, well, literally, maybe people don't write down their goals. Right? So if that's the thought, that's your thought. I didn't say that. That's your thought. So if that's your thought, what do you think you could ask? Bingo. Let's pause. See how she did that? I let her there because I want her to be more curious and kind than judgy and inflexible. Now, a lot of women lose a lot of good men right here because of their own preconceived beliefs and how they jump to conclusions there. And they never really challenge a man 
or care about him properly. Now, this issue is less about care and more about challenge. She's asking a question that will challenge him to consider his own process in envisioning how he will retire early. She's also asking me, how is she supposed to assess him or his answer? Now, it's important that we assess men, and this is like our standards removed because that's a different matter in process altogether. So putting that to the side, it's important that how we assess men is based on their own report, demonstration, and performance, and not ours. And here's why. If you rely on yourself to assess men, it's almost always the case that you'll see potential over substance and over attach, or you'll see performance over people and prejudge. Neither are good, though. You cannot have healthy relationships with men if you're over attaching or prejudging. So Kira was leaning more to the prejudging side. So I wanted to bring her back to balance and fully answer her question with how to assess men in the way she's asking about. So in her new question, she's dropped the judgment and inflexibility in exchange for curiosity and challenge. And it's just a better question all around because it leaves so much room for a lot of things to happen in their conversation and in her assessment. I'm remembering Danny from a previous episode, along with listening to Kira, and both remind me of a challenging type question that the creator of Belief in Fatherhood once shared. His name is Glenn, and his wife's name is Yvette. And in one of his videos, she shares with us, his audience, that his wife asked him something to the tune of, I'm trusting you with my life, and you don't have a five-year plan? And that might not be a perfect quote of the question, but it's within the ballpark. And it makes you go, oof, Miss Yvette, <laughs> right? She challenged Mr. Glenn something good right there. It was just the question that he needed to hear to fully take on the responsibility he assumed in being her husband. And she wasn't penalizing him either. But she was challenging him and kind of encouraging him all at the same time. Many women want to know that before they join their lives with the man, he bears the ability to have some goals and he has some plans for how he will achieve them. And so Kira isn't wrong for inquiring about them up front. So let's tune back in as I explain the pattern of three with Kira and answer her data collection question. I like to say it takes three to have a pattern, right? So unless someone is doing something completely off base, something offensive, violating, just completely inappropriate, we don't got to wait for three for that. But just interacting with different humans who have different backgrounds and different perspectives and views and ways of being and ways of doing. But try your best to establish a pattern of, of three of something. Like I have I have approached this topic or I have redirected this thing, whatever the relationship issue could be. And three times now, and I have gotten back the same or the similar thing. If that's the case, we have a pattern and you have enough to decide what you want to do with it. But right now you don't have that. 
And this isn't a character issue or something that he did that was offensive or violating. He just does it differently than you. Maybe, because we really don't even know if he does it at all. (laughs) Right? So then you have to get, okay, well, then do you do it? And then if so, how? Right? So ask and see if you can, at least in three unique ways, see if you get the same response. If so, then you have a pattern. You might get three different things, and then that'll create more curiosity for you to ask it it just creates more interest but if you're getting the same thing then it's and you don't like it then it plummets interest right which is kind of the point and then you can move from there but right now your interest isn't completely plummeted and that's why you're asking the question if you had already decided it's a no-go for me you wouldn't even be on stage right right so collect more data because there's still interest there Yeah, then you, then you, then yeah, it's safe to say you have enough. Let's pause once more, love bugs. Dating reveals so much about who we are, and the more opportunity you give yourself to become curious, ask questions, and explore, the more evolved you become. The more you design a way of practice with how you like to relate to others, with how you like to have conversations, make assessments, improve communication offer safety, create intimacy, confront issues, and really just learn men. While we share a human experience with them, men aren't women, and there's just so much we can stand to learn from them by interacting with them in general, but especially while we're dating. So let's close out our time today by listening to an update on that conversation. meeting each other's needs y'all make me so happy when y'all come back and like implement and create so well ah it gives me the warm fuzzies you're welcome i'm so happy that works let's pause once more love bugs we are at the final pause of this episode I just want to add that this is exactly why my tag boasts to help black women navigate and negotiate their needs and desires with men. I realize that long-term relationships and marriage is not for every woman, either at all or for a certain time. So I do not only teach in the name of that path. Most of us, before we could even get to anything long-term, desire or not, simply need to just understand how to parlay with the man and decide your next course of action thereafter. So before we transition, I just have to give Kira her sister shine. I could say so much about her, but I certainly want to capture three jewels that I believe are all rooted in a level of self-awareness that's just pretty amazing. So number one, her submission. And I know a lot of ladies don't like this word, and I don't like it all the time either, but I am talking about her submission to the process and to me, not a man right now. So dig in with me. 
her posture is almost like she's saying, I place myself at your table because I trust you to give me good bread. But more than that, it's like she's also saying, and I want to eat good bread. And I love that about her. Her self-awareness that she possesses here is just so chilling. She's like, listen, just shape me, mow me, feed me, fill me up. I want to eat good bread. And so because I do, I bring myself to your table and I trust that you will give me good food, good meal. And I just love that that is her posture. Number two, her teachableness. You can tell that her position is to desire oversight and mentorship. So much so that she usually brings me an issue at the onset or in the midst of processing or development. She hardly brings me an issue after the shoe is dropped. She rarely brings me a mess looking for a cleanup job. She has enough wit about her to realize she doesn't know what she doesn't know. And she asks for advice, and I love that about her. I love this type of transaction because it just makes coaching so much easier. And again, it's just a level of self-awareness that is so stunning, and I respect it so much. And then last, number three, her character training slash development. Before, I spoke about her wit, but here is where I must speak about her grit. Kira is willing for the not-so-amazing parts of her to be revealed in order to be properly molded. And listen, it can be so scary to speak up, to speak out, to ask for help, and to even place yourself in a process with another person when you're uncertain of what it may reveal about you or about what you've done or what you're thinking. And Kira consistently pushes through those feelings to gain what she needs for her own evolution. She doesn't over-identify with the fact that we may come to know that she's made some mistake or has some character flaw because she doesn't care too much what we think. She cares about her own becoming. She cares about her being a better woman over our silent judgment. You know, well, not mine, because I'm here to coach black women. <laughs> and for me, that means correct, challenge, comfort, and celebrate them. Because if Kira doesn't do anything else, honey, she's going to evolve. And that does include making mistakes and being willing to be corrected, even in front of people, and she's here for it. And that level of self-awareness is impressive and breathtaking. So I want to thank Kira for her service, quite literally. I have to call that service. I want to thank Kira for her service with my audience today. We end every episode with thought or heart-provoking questions for your journal. Journaling is simply prayers on paper, and the Most High tends to those too. Dear listener, how do you assess others, especially those who you date? What character traits do you value in yourself? What character traits are you looking for in others? What character flaws do you possess? How do you work on developing them? Who helps you self-correct? And how do you fairly challenge others 
especially men. It's okay to write about the blessings and the burdens. Pour it out in your journal today. Release yourself, free yourself, and most of all, be yourself. P.S. No woman is better at being you than you. I want to thank Kira for sharing her story with the Match Mary May audience and allowing me to use our conversation to teach about clarity, coherence, and character on our dating journeys and in assessing men. To quote an African proverb, I believe from the Nigerian people, if there is character, ugliness becomes beauty. If there is none, beauty becomes ugliness. I am grateful to have Kira remind us all of that wisdom today and many blessings to her. Thank you for joining me today and tuning in to another episode of the Match Mary Mate podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please comment, rate, and review our podcast. Your feedback would just melt my Southern girl heart. Until next time, love, light, and relationship. Remember, we grow as we go, and I'll be with you in our next episode. Cheers. Hey, love bugs. Did you know that I offer free coaching every Monday on the Match Mary May Clubhouse stage? Have a topic you want to discuss or a question you want to ask me? Meet me on stage and we'll unpack it together real time. I'm there every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope to hear from you soon.